Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. It's been an amazing weekend. We, we've attended our first fresh wind, Murray and I. Whoop, whoop. It was excellent. I felt really, I really encountered the father along with the, the young people. It, that for me is a really Im- important moment, just seeing, being part of the transformation and the, the heart set on fire for the Lord. So many young people gave their lives to the Lord or, or gave their lives back to the Lord. And I got saved when I was 21. And I often think, oh man, I wish someone you know, would have told me about Jesus when I was younger um, because, oh my goodness, I missed out on all those youth conferences. (laughs) So I'm making up for it now. I feel like I'm one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Missing out on a youth conference is is good, but missing out on all the life in God around that is probably also helpful. That's true. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we just have something um, brief to share this morning. Um, What an epic testimony of Kavita. It was just so So powerful. I just feel like Jesus is is worth all of the glory and the honor and and just, it, it was so wonderful. And what a turnaround. Just, yeah, yeah, just the hope and the, the power in that testimony. The hope, you know, the, you know, she was in a place of absolute desperation and hopelessness and, you know, addiction and, you know, loss of, of vision and purpose and loss of family. I mean, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like to feel that trapped and not be able to see your kids and all of that. So, uh, but it, what is wonderful is is just um, to see that the father just brought her back in and has supernaturally yeah. resurrected her. Yes, come on. <laughs> and not only made her a new creation, but is now turning around her story. Thank and you, so Jesus. for me, on this Resurrection Sunday, we've all got those stories, haven't we? If we've given our lives to the Lord, we've all got those stories of coming out of hopelessness and, and finding hope again, coming out of what um, felt like death and um, yeah. despair into yeah. hope and, and a new life. Yeah, and coming out of darkness. It is, yeah, coming yeah. out of the darkness into the light. And it yeah. is glorious and beautiful to celebrate Jesus' salvation on this day. And it is amazing because it doesn't end there. He just keeps working in and through us and so it's we we receive we have fresh hope today for resurrection for anything that might feel dead in our lives promises or things that have been deferred there is resurrection power for today there's victory over sin and over death he holds the keys of death and he is victorious over death and so there is the power of god to transform us on the inside still as we become more and more like jesus on this side of heaven And isn't that glorious and worth celebrating? I think so. (laughs) For us and also for those around us as well to experience the the resurrection power that Jesus is doing and transforming us into, that gets to spill over. I just love when we share testimonies because it's like, do it again, Lord, do it again, Lord. And to change the course of 
generations. I'm a first generation Christian. I'll tell everybody, I want to, uh, you know, it's, it's something to celebrate how Jesus picked me up out of the, the mire, out of the, the mess that I was in and, and put me on him, the rock, and has completely changed the course. I mean, I have my youngest daughter here. I, he's changed the course of my history and he wants to do that for each and every one of us. So there is hope and resurrection life today. Come Amen. on. Amen. Right, so we're just going to read a passage of scripture and then I'm going to just we pull out a couple of points and uh, do some prayer and ministry. So I want you to turn to Romans chapter 8. We're going to read a good portion of scripture. Um, it's worth it. It's, a, it's an amazing passage. And uh, I think it's going to be up on the screen as well. But we're going to read from verse 1 of Romans chapter 8. This is Paul writing. He says this, There is therefore... Now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's good news right there. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. How many of you want life and peace? Yes. Set the mind on the spirit. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. What a passage of scripture. What an amazing passage. It's just to start off in the first couple of verses in, in verse 1 and 2. It says there's no condemnation. There's nothing that can be held against everybody that's in Christ Jesus. The moment that we said yes to saying to, to following Jesus, we went out of darkness and we came into light. We went out of the power of Satan and we came into the power of God. We had our sins completely forgiven and we had a place of belonging amongst each of us. And so the Bible says that there is no condemnation. There's, there's nothing that anybody can hold against you because God has already caused you and called you, caused and called you to be righteous, holy and blameless in his sight. Not because of your own ability, but because of the ability and the performance and the perfection of Jesus. 
And that's why it's such good news, because it's not about working to get to God. It's actually about trusting in what God has done for us, not what we have to do to get God. And this is the reality. Jesus, the purpose of Jesus' coming, which we celebrate both in Christmas and at Easter, is that he came to live the life that you and I couldn't live. We were unable because of the sin that was going on, the, the nature that we have on the inside of us. We were unable to do what was right. But Jesus, but the Father seeing that we couldn't do that, loved us so much and said, you know what, I'm going to help them out. I'm going to send my son who's going to live in perfect obedience to me, who's going to follow everything that I, I asked him to do, who's going to say everything that I want him to say. He's going to be without sin and he's going to live the life that no one else on this planet could live so that that life Jesus' life, when he died and was buried and then was resurrected, proving that he had no sin, that life now becomes yours and my life. We've got, um, uh, as Steve said, four daughters, and you know, each of our daughters going through high school, and Sarah's about to finish high school this year, there's this thing in the States that we call at least senioritis. Senioritis is, I've got to the end of my senior year, I'm halfway through my senior year, and I'm basically done. I'm fed up. I don't want to do any more. It's too hard. I run out of steam. And so, um, you know, in those moments, there's been moments, there's been times where I really, as a dad, seeing uh, the, the pain and the ang- angst that the children are going through, my, my dad's heart says, I really want to take this test and do it for you. In fact, there may be a couple of pieces of artwork and a couple of things here and there over the years that I think I got a pretty good grade on, at least I hope I did, right? <laughs> We're hoping we get to walk across the graduation yeah. stage this At year. At least once for the four of the children, right? But, 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 but that's frowned upon. It's so scandalous, isn't it? In fact, it's called plagiarism. If you, if you turn work in that's not your own, if you get caught, that's a big deal. You fail. But here's the reality of the gospel is that Jesus has taken the test for you and he's passed the test with 100%. And his, and his test has now been credited to your account, your transcript, your record, and you have his perfect marks. That's good news, isn't it? Because what it means is that you and I, we belong in heaven. We are with Jesus, not because of our own ability, not because of our uh, ability to get things right and be a good person, but actually despite our inability to do things right. And there's two little ditches that we can fall into. The first ditch is, I'm so terrible, I've got to clean myself up to come to Jesus. He's never going to love me. And here's the truth. There is no condemnation. Because Jesus has already paid all the price for you. The second ditch to fall into is, well, I'm a really good person and I can do it all. And I should be able to get to heaven because of my good works. But what, Jesus, what Paul's saying here is, that's called setting your mind on the flesh. Setting your mind on the flesh is setting your mind on your own ability. And to try and work and work in, and, you know, in your own ability is actually death to you. And you know what? It's totally unnecessary. Because Jesus has done it all for you. Because he loves you and because he knows that you and I, we can't do it on our own. So we're in Christ Jesus, which means we're, we're, we belong not because of the things that we've done, just because he loves us. And because he's done right for us. And everything that was good about him has now become good about us. And so even if we can look at our lives and we can see all the things that we've done wrong, the Father says, no, I don't see any of that. All I see is the perfection of Jesus. He's passed the mark. 
which is the glorious good news. The second thing about the, this good is that what, what uh, Paul goes on to say is he's contrasting, you know, those who are in the flesh and those who are in the spirit. And he says, you know, set your mind on the spirit, not the flesh. But then he says it's really good news. He says, but you, you're in the spirit. It's not like you... When you're on a good day, you're in the spirit, and on a bad day, you're out of the spirit. No, you're already in the spirit. Why? Because you're in Christ Jesus. And not only are you in Christ Jesus, with therefore the spirit, which gives power, but also the authority and the life of Jesus. Yeah, so it's not just at Easter, Christ Jesus for us, but when we say yes to him, it's Christ in us. Yeah, which come is. On. Hope, hey, and power. (laughs) So we have power to say no to the things that we don't want to do and don't need to do. And we have also not just the power to say no, but we also, because we're in Jesus, who is the king of all kings, the ruler of all creation, we have authority. And we, at the end of that passage, it talks about being heirs in of God with, with Jesus, we're co-heirs with him. So everything that, get, that Jesus gets as the son of the father, the perfect son, we are adopted, we're one with Jesus, we become the firstborn with Jesus, his favorite kids. What a glorious thing that is. And therefore, we are co-heirs and we get to inherit everything That is Jesus's. And the wonderful thing about an inheritance is you do not earn it. You do not work for it. You get it because someone who has worked before you passes on and gives it to you as a free gift. So it is a free gift for us and all the promises in Jesus that Jesus has and the things that the Father says over Jesus are ours and we are co-heirs. And so we don't only have the power of Jesus, but we also have the authority in Christ Jesus. And so that means we get all the rights and the privileges as the firstborn, as the children of God. And so it is a wonderful free gift. And it's not like we have to have any paperwork that gives us that access. It's his spirit sealed in us and upon us that is the what what grants us. It's the, the thing that says yes full access granted. And I want to tell you a little story. A few years ago, we had um, we were about to go to Australia on a vacation to go and visit my family. We hadn't seen them for a while. And the night before we were getting ready to go, there are six of us in the family. And, um, and we suddenly discover that our youngest daughter who was born in Australia, and this is her only passport, had her pass, Australian passport had expired. And fairly long since expired. And so we're freaking out because I don't know if if you travel, you realize international travel is is a no-go if you do not have the right paperwork and the right document to allow you to get out of the country to come back in or to get into another country. And so her passport had expired and it's actually illegal to for the stewards and the airline um, staff to let you on a plane if you don't have the right paperwork. And so we called the Australian embassy and there was not time to get a fast passport. Uh, So we had to go to the airport in faith, believing that somehow the Lord was going to open the door for us, which was kind of crazy. 
And so we show up at the airport and we step up to the counter with six of our passports and we hand them over to the young lady whose name is Sydney. And we were about to fly into Sydney, Australia. Lord, so show we us a like, sign. Lord, show us <laughs> yeah. a sign. So we're like, okay, Lord, we grab hold of that. We're going to believe. And so we, she, he, she goes through the passports and she gets to our youngest daughter's passport and we say, look, her passport has expired. Um, but... Please, let, Please us let us on this plane. We want to go see my family. And the girl is like, well, I don't have the authority for that, but I have a manager who I'm going to call. I'd like to try and help you if we can. So she calls the manager. The manager comes out and the manager says, well, this, it's, we're not allowed to put you on an airplane because if for some reason you're not allowed in that country, then we have to pay a fine and all of this stuff. But I just want to help you. And actually, it just happens that I know the head of global travel for Delta, who we were flying with. And so she's on maternity leave at the moment. She's actually Australian. And I have her cell phone. So I'm just going to try and give her a call and see if she could help us. So we're like, come on, Jesus, praying in tongues and like, you know, standing in faith. And our kids were being kind to the people there. (laughs) Anyway, so, so she calls this girl who picks up her phone on maternity leave and she tells her our problem. And the lady says, well, do you know, as an Australian citizen, if you come to the entry port, which was, is always an, air, you know, an airport in Australia, is a big island, um, you, they will never ever refuse to let in an Australian citizen. They will always welcome an Australian citizen. So you have at free access to get in because of your birthright. Not because of anything that you've done, but because of your birthright. And so she says, so what we can do is we're going to put this little flag on her travel document. And if anybody questions you, we're going to let you on the airline. If anyone questions you, tell them there is a government override in the GAC. Which we have no idea to this day what it means, but it kind of sounds like Jason Bourne language. So we just memorize that in our heads (laughs) and we're thinking, if anybody stops us, we're just going to say there's a government override in the GAC. It sounds really officious. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get pulled over in any way. The Lord opened the door for us to go through. We got on the plane, arrived in Australia. They welcomed Sarah with open arms. We just had to go off to another um, table and re- and just get a, another passport. But what this spoke to us was in that moment is how much more we as citizens of heaven, our birthright, we're new creations in Jesus and we've come out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of the beloved son where his, his beloved sons and daughters whom he loves, he looks at us with affection, his arms are open wide and there's a yes and amen from him and there is full access. So we have authority in him to step into the kingdom. So it's not only power to deal with the issues of our heart and the things that come up for us yeah. and to, to put to death the, the, the old and the flesh and to live in the spirit, but by the spirit, we also have authority to make declarations into circumstances in our lives and in other people's lives that may seem closed and locked down and dead, but we can speak life and um, uh, resurrection into those areas as well. So we have the power and the authority. Isn't that good news? It is good news. It's so good news. It's coming from our position in Jesus. 
Our authority and our power doesn't come from ourselves, right? It comes from being in Jesus. So we need to keep reminding ourselves that this is not about our goodness. We don't disqualify ourselves or qualify ourselves for God's authority and God's power. We've already been qualified and we've already been called. We've already been chosen by Jesus. And we already have access by the power of Jesus' blood. But now we've also been filled with the glorious and precious Holy Spirit. And we've gone from being in a place where, if we're talking about issues of our own heart, where we could, we actually couldn't win any battles because we were really, the Bible says, we're just slaves to the things that we needed, that we wanted to do our own desires. But now we've come out of that place of being slaves and we've come into this place of freedom where actually to do the right thing is not difficult for us. It should be easy for us because our nature has changed. Just like Kavita was talking about earlier, she's got a new nature. Now she doesn't want to go back to the old things. Why? Because the power of God on the inside of her, the power of righteousness, is actually motivating her to keep pressing into the glorious freedom that Jesus has for her. And it's the same for you and I. That we don't have to get stay stuck in our issues of pain or hopelessness or you know cycles of, of of breakdown or relational challenges or you know we don't have to just be full of fear about prodigals maybe that have gone away and haven't come back or you know family members that we're at odds with or or whatever it might be in our own lives both in terms of the physical realm uh, you know our relationships our physical being our body you know all of those things what the Lord has done for us by a free gift of grace by Jesus's love is enabled us to come into that place of his power and his authority and fill us with his truth his righteousness and enable us to be holy and blameless yeah. and then help other people also overcome yeah and so our life in the spirit is, is often, uh, Kavita said, you know, she went through RTF. She dealt with some of the issues in her heart and she, you know, worked with the Holy Spirit. And that's life in the Spirit for us is just to yield to the work and the power of the Holy Spirit and release the pain and the, the stuff from the past to more, walk more freely and be transformed to becoming more like Jesus and being becoming more like him. And so it's not external rules and law like it used to be telling us all the things we're doing wrong and we need to change, but it's actually the power of Jesus on the inside of us who transforms us and we yield to his transformation. When I before I got saved, I'm going to confess I swore a lot. I I used to swear a lot. I I I had a pretty foul mouth. I know that would surprise you now because I don't swear. <laughs> and um, I, by the grace of God, I don't. It's, it's actually become offensive to me. And, and so, but it wasn't anyone saying to me, Ash, you need to clean up your mouth. I'm going to wash your mouth out. Ash, you need to do this. It was actually the power of Jesus and his love on the inside of me. I felt so loved and so um, valued by him. I'm like, oh, if something started to come up, I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound like me anymore. So just as, as Steve was saying, you know, the imprint of the shroud, it was not someone kind of making it happen, bringing him back to life, pushing on him, resuscitating him. It was actually the power from coming up, the resurrection power coming up from the inside and exploding out of him. Well, that's what he wants to do for each and every one of us, to explode out of us and, and manifest the transformation that he's doing on the inside of us. Yeah, it's kind of like the difference between rowing and sailing. 
Rowing is hard work. I don't know if you've ever been, been seen anybody rowing or you've even tried to row yourself. If you're on a kayak in the wind, it's really hard, isn't it? Going upwind. Whereas a sail, as you put up your sail and the wind carries you and you launch forward into you know, where you need to go. And being filled with the Spirit, being in the Spirit, again, I want to remind us, that it's not we're in and out of the Spirit. No, we are in the Spirit. The choice is, are we going to remind ourselves that we're in the Spirit and put our sails up and allow Him to deal with the issues of our heart? Or are we going to forget that we're in the Spirit and try and row really hard to get all the things that we need to do and to live this life that, that we think God's desiring of us? Now, God desires a righteous life for us, but it comes in order. It comes from His grace, then His faith being supplied to us, and then those works coming through us because he's loved us and he's given us the power for it. It's good news. It's good news. And the reality is, is that good news is not just for us. It is for a broken and hurting world around us. Kavita had a praying mom who was calling her back in, using her authority in the spirit to welcome her back home. And I put, there were probably others. I know in my life, there was a Christian woman I found out afterwards who was speaking over my dad, who's yet to respond to that invitation yet. But, but, but the Lord got a hold of my heart because of, I believe, that woman's prayers and people coming to me as someone who was lost and sharing what Jesus had done with them getting into my life. That's what we, we, we probably all have a story of someone, whether it's a parent, a friend, a colleague, getting into our life and, and sharing the power of, of their transformed life with us because there is a world around us that is dying and, and waiting to experience the transforming, resurrecting power of Jesus. And so it's not just about us, but we get to go into the world and, and share the love of the Father with others. Yeah. So we're living in the hope and the power of the resurrection. Yeah. The hope that we're going to, because we're in Christ, he's our hope, he's our perfection. And the hope that because of his power in us, anything in our lives that we don't like is subject to change and able to be changed because of the power of the Spirit. And hope and power for not just us, but for our communities, our friends, our families, our neighborhoods, our work colleagues, our city, all of those things. It's the glorious message of the resurrection. Yeah. So, I want to invite you to stand if you would, please. Let's just pray together. Let's just say this together. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you for passing the test and giving me the credit for it. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that I belong. Thank you that you fill me with your life. Thank you that you fill me with your power. Thank you that you've given me your authority. My choice, my desire is to set my mind on the Spirit and to live by the Spirit, to not live by the flesh and my own ability. Please help me, Lord. I yield myself to you. I surrender.
I put up my sail, my white flag of surrender. That was a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just take a moment, receive the Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of you. He's always with you. You are in the Spirit. When you said yes to Jesus, you only said yes because of the Spirit. And you've never come out of the Spirit. You've always been in the Spirit. So just take a moment to receive the Holy Spirit. As simple as this, you can just breathe in under your breath. Just breathe in Holy Spirit. And breathe out, I belong to you. Just breathe in again. Breathe them out. Had the opportunity on last night to pray for a young man at Freshwind who really wanted to have an encounter with, with the Lord. And I just simply got him to do that, breathing in, Abba, Father, and breathing out, I belong to you. And in, in a couple of minutes, he was just like, I said, what's going on? He said, it's like the weight. I can feel this weight. And then he was just so full of joy because literally all he was doing was receiving, drinking, breathing in, and breathing out. It's really simple. It's not complicated. It's just we're in the Spirit. So breathe them in. Well, we're going to wrap up. We want to bless you to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll hand over to Steve. I just really felt, um, and I want to do, I did it in the last um, time, but I want to do it this time. I really felt like there were people, um, families, husbands and wives who were longing for children. And... Um, and there's something that's being held up. Like you feel there's a, an element of death or delayed promise with, with um, fruitfulness in that area. And I have a testimony a couple of years ago, I had a word of knowledge about someone and was able to pray with them. Within a month, they got, they got pregnant and had a baby. And I felt like today there's resurrection life for um, wombs, but I, I'm going to come down the front here, and if you are believing God for a miracle child, we would like to agree with you and just declare resurrection, um, life and fruitfulness over your womb. So bless you guys. Um, have a wonderful afternoon. Yeah, I just feel as well for those of us that have prodigals, that we're believing for family members to come home, the hope and the power of the resurrection is that we could call them home, that we can believe God for them to come. I also believe that some of us, we may be in situations that feel hopeless or difficult where it feels like there's been death or there's been delay. And the gospel, the, the, the resurrection message for us is to hold on because he's good. He's a good father. He's a good Lord. He's a good brother to keep making declarations and believing Him that He's gonna bring breakthrough. We hope you encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.